brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The friendly round and the Halloween race are in the books, and stupid sexy Greg Wood's Halloween voice still has its fastball. We're here to discuss them both, get you ready for event one and the opening ceremonies of Marvel League 2022. So sit back, strap it down, let it roll. Let it go! Hey everybody, welcome to the number one podcast in Marvel Sports, that is Let It Roll, I am your host Term. Uh, we have probably the shortest guest that we've ever had tonight, and uh, I'm just going to get right to it. Uh, that of the year, uh, number one Canadian of all time, most athletic enthusiast, he's not here. Uh, the Transperfect Music City Bull winner, great son, our favorite commissioner. Uh, half man, half marathon runner. I, I told you guys that I would clean that up. Um, Mr. Vacation, he's also not here. Oh, no, 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 Nonagon, the, the Good Sphinx. Uh, what the hell else is this thing, Hector? Oh, no. I think it is just the Good Sphinx. Uh, the good... Yeah, spoiler alert, I am the only person who's here. Hey, welcome, Hector. <laughs> Thank you for being yeah. here. Um, <laughs> the postman, Hector, has made it to recording. Everybody else has, is either super hungover from Halloween parties or uh, busy... With school stuff. Probably at Halloween parties. Uh, probably at Halloween. I don't know. It's a Sunday night, so that's a little rough. Um, it's not stopping people at Southampton, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right around my neighborhood. A lot of, lot of loud music, but a lot of people take off school on Monday, so uh, I understand yeah, If it. only we had that luxury. Yeah. Um, but we're here to uh, discuss the friendly round briefly. Um and discuss the Halloween race because we finally got it back after uh, a one-year hiatus. And yeah. uh, I don't know if it really lived up to the hype that we put upon that race, but I was glad to see it back. What do you think, Hector? Yeah. I mean, it was really good to have it back. I'm, ha- I'm very happy that they've kept with the, what now I guess is the tradition of having 
the same competitors do it every year because like it makes sense to have it as an ongoing thing i'm just disappointed that blood moon didn't three-peat you were the chosen one blood moon yeah i'm very disappointed that but uh one of our predictions came true and that was uh jack-o'-lantern not doing shit that guy stinks in marble racing yeah but they suck at marble racing don't they yeah jack-o'-lantern is the turtle sliders of the Halloween race. I mean, this guy... No offense to the turtle sliders, but yeah. This guy changed from a golf ball into a marble, and I can see where there's, like, some issues with that. Um, just in general, just, you know, competing, you know, knowing your lanes, uh, which line to take, everything like that. I mean, this guy went from basically yeah. triple the size he is now down to, like, mm. you know, a little 16-millimeter marble. So um, that guy stinks, and uh, we do have to shout out to Will the Wisps, for yeah. winning the uh, Halloween race. Finally, it's been a while. Will of the Wisp, I think, has been in its in the Halloween race. Not maybe not in every single one, but most of them. So I did so I did finally got a win. I did listen back to our uh, our episodes about this, and uh, I think they came in on the second race. Um, ah, okay. Definitely one of the longest running. Yeah. Uh, right up there with Jack O' Lantern. Um, I think Blood Moon, Ectoplasm, Frankenstein, all of them, they came in a little bit later. Casper as well. Uh, but I think it was the original three were Jack O' Lantern. Uh, don't remember. It might have been Will of the Wisp at the beginning, actually. Y'all understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. Uh, but, Maybe. you know, he also sized down from a golf ball into a 16-millimeter marble. So, you know, shout out for him to making that transition pretty well. And uh, yeah. also, you know, closing it out this year. Um I, I do got to say, though, I think with Blood Moon, with Booberry, with uh, our top competitors in past uh, Halloween races, you know, having that year off kind of had to affect them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, they they were just so dominant in the past two seasons. Like, Blood Moon has won back-to-back before, and everyone thought Blood Moon was going to three-peat. And, like, I can't think of anything other than maybe that year off that might have been what did it. Yeah, it's like, is this ever going to happen again? Like, maybe that's his thought process. Should I train as hard? Is it never happening again? Like, you know? Um, yeah. And also with that, Booberry was uh, steadily climbing the standings once they were doing this, like, through, throughout the uh, each year yeah. annual race. And, mm. uh, yeah, this guy, uh, I, I did see something. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. It was a, oh. it was a glitch in the editing. Oh, um, right. Booberry actually got stuck on the last M1 turn. Oh. And that was while the other competitors were in the funnel. And uh, for some reason, they ended up showing him in, like, stuck right after the uh, exit of the funnel. I don't know why why edit it, like, weird or, you know, say that he got into the funnel. Um, but Booberry getting stuck twice, I mean, that is, that is an ultimate fail. And uh, I will not be yeah. rooting for this guy next year. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like, Booberry's been a solid competitor, and, like, congrats to Booberry for not falling off quite as badly as Blood Moon after the year off, but, yeah, like, if you're going to get stuck twice on the final round, like, why are you even there? It was a rough look. Um, yeah, if you if you go back to that uh, final race, you can see him on the M1 yeah. turn, then he just kind of disappears. Um, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. And on top of that, like, without the, the graphics... Uh, saying which competitors were in, which competitors were eliminated. Uh, I, I do think this whole Halloween yeah. race was pretty lackluster compared to the ones of yeah. the past. 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen the tower layout before, which was all right, but I remember they did that back in 2018 before they used the same tower for the Hubelino final. Mm -hmm. And, like, the tower, it's kind of hard to see which marbles are in the lead anyway, and the problem this time was that they just made it too dark, I think. Like, I get why they went for the dark atmosphere, because it's Halloween, it's tradition, but, like, it's hard to tell the marbles apart with that. And then the tower just made that worse. I was a big fan of it, honestly, with the, uh, just the one part that you needed to see, where they were going over like the drop mm, true yeah I, I was fine with it but i mean you know it's a halloween race blood moon get back in the gym and mm. yeah we'll win it next year you know um yeah and yeah we always got a shout out to uh craig wood's stupid sexy voice because oh yeah he brought the heat this year it was amazing i yeah i almost said i heard him the moment I heard him start speaking, I broke out in a sweat, and it wasn't just because I was scared of the scary voice, <laughs> let me tell you that much. I mean, I gotta say, I had to pause at like 20 seconds, 40 seconds, in increments, until the end of the race. It took me probably about two days to watch this race. <laughs> but, yeah. shout out to Will Lewis. Uh, you know, after your team went into uh, showdown last year, you guys are finally back in the league, and you won the Halloween race, so I know it might not yeah. mean anything to anybody else, but it means a lot to me, and I'm looking for, forward to a good showing out of the Wisp this season. Yeah, here's hoping. Yeah. Like, also, thank you, JMR, for actually getting the Halloween race done. Like, it's something we were really annoyed about last year, and it's just really good that you got one done this time. Yeah. I mean, like, who doesn't want stupid, sexy Greg Wood's voice? Um, exactly. But let's get into something that matters less than the, uh, the Halloween race. That's the friendlies. What do you mean, matters less? To my mind, it's the most important part of the entire bloody year. The and I'm not just saying that because my teams were, were the winners for both. Okay, yeah. So the Green Ducks won. And the uh, top More four. More than one. They dominated. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, the Team Plasma, they also won. In yeah. the, uh, team Plasma dominated even more. Like, they didn't finish lower than second in any event. You know, the thing about the, the friendly route with me is, like, the team who tries at it, like, the hardest, it's kind of like the Pro Bowl for, like, the NFL. Or, like... I don't know, that shitty person that's, like, in your class that reminds the teacher that, like, they didn't collect the homework yet. Um, it's just a bunch of tryhards to me, and I don't get it. And it's, like, cool to, like, see your team do well in it, so I understand where you're coming from, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. I see the point. I like it because it's a chance to really see what's going on, and, like, especially for the Showdown expansion teams, like, since we haven't, haven't had that before, it was a really good opportunity to come back, and I could see why the teams would have wanted to just come back and just really get into it to prove why they got that invitation to come back to the league which definitely proved it for team plasma that's for sure i will say with uh yeah with the showdown expansion teams it meant a little bit more for me and uh see a team honestly Wolfpack. yeah see team Wolfpack. uh they're looking more like old yeller than a team that can actually compete in this. they look worse <laughs> than the solar flares they look worse than any team that we have made fun of on this program i uh, not true actually they were better than the blackjacks that's for sure I mean, a little bit, but I don't know. I don't see them having, like, sustained, yeah. sustained success throughout this whole thing. Yeah like, yeah, like, admittedly, being better than the Blackjacks is a pretty low bar, given where the Blackjacks have finished in everything they've done before. But yeah, um, still, like, they're not the worst team out there yet. I mean, I could see that. It, I, it, it's just disheartening to see your squad just come in like that. Uh, you know, banking on a new team, it's like we see the Purple Rockets. I mean, we've had a limited viewing of Team Plasma. They've changed their marbles and everything, so that's a completely different team, basically. Purple Rockets, yeah. great. Blackjacks, you know they stink, so 
Wolfpack was yeah. like the only one that I was just like, all right, let's just like put all our eggs in a basket and uh, I guess we'll mm. count our chickens before they hatch. And uh, yep. disappointed. And thank you very much for giving me Team Plasma in the fantasy, that's for sure. Because you had the opportunity to take them and you did not. Listen, man, we we both watched <laughs> the same friendly round. We, we both yep. watched that, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to, I, I do want to mention that um, Team Plasma, they did win uh climbing with a nice 65.5 centimeters uh that is probably about seven centimeters short of the winner from the uh qualifiers and probably about five close to like three to five centimeters short of anybody in the qualifiers who made it to showdown yeah but like it's their first time competing you got to cut them some slack and clearly if you're going to go off on Team Plasma about that, then go off on the other teams even harder because Team Plasma still beat them both rounds. I think all these teams are going to be dog shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, it, but we had to pick one for our fantasy league. So, you know, I got to just throw it out there that these numbers compared to what happened in qualifiers are nowhere close. Um, except for, I think it was the... Hurdles they were really good at. The hurdles they were very good at. Yeah, balancing, they were all really bad, I'm not going to lie. Dude, they, Especially coming from a guy who's a fan of a team that has got two of the top five placements in all time in balancing. This might be, like, the worst balancing competition I've ever seen, even though it's a friendly. Maybe they're saving themselves for the league. But the highest score was Maybe. 272 points. That doesn't even break, like, the lower tier teams in qualifiers. Hopefully they'll improve over however long they're training for showdown. But, like, they're coming into this new you're not expecting them to suddenly come out and dethrone the cobalts quite yet yeah um i i mean like the whole the whole thing with the showdown i mean they're already automatically in it and it's basically yeah. just don't get bottom four so exactly if these teams don't yeah, get and i'm bottom confident four, team plasma don't get bottom four i i right now yeah uh, i can see team plasma not getting bottom four i can see purple rockets not getting bottom four but their triathlon score was terrible as well yeah uh, purple rockets are not good at racing it seems they were almost a full second behind all the other teams in the triathlon uh but you know they they were pretty good at the beginning and i think the water kind of slowed them down and the sand as well but with the longer triathlon if they're going to have that showdown maybe they'll succeed kind of figure it out because you know we said last episode the triathlon course suck yeah i don't really feel like getting into that honestly because it just wasn't very good we talked about it already yeah and they are changing it for when it comes in the main league which i'm really excited for because judging by the photos they shared on patreon of how they changed it it's going to be a good one yeah um but let's talk a little bit about the actual friendly round for the uh top qualifiers people are saying that the raspberry racers are dead and uh no you never count out the raspberry racers unless it's marbula one it's exactly they what i'm saying man are, yeah yeah, they had a down year in 2020, and then they came back to nearly win it all in 2021. Like, you never count out the Raspberry Racers. I know Thesaurus Dinosaurus has said before that he sleeps with one eye open around the Savage Speeders. I do the same with the Raspberry Racers. You never count them out. Yeah. And uh, for comparison, let's just, like, look at balancing. Green Ducks, they got 412, which I think the highest score was 420 with the Pinkies in the qualifiers. Yeah. Uh, Raspberry Racers, 357. All of these teams beat whatever the showdown relegated teams were doing, which that's to be expected. But at the same time, everybody except for Mellow Yellow looked really good. Uh, Mid 300s up to 412. And just the standings at the end, you know, Green Ducks won two. 
Mellow Yellow, they won one. Uh, Old Yeller, we don't have to think about back and shoot him yet. But that's just yet. And Raspberry Racers didn't get higher than second. They got last place and second place yeah. for the entire competition. Uh, yeah, but like the thing with the Raspberry Racers is that they barely ever win events. Like, they had eight medals in 2019. Only one of them was a gold, and they still won. Like, they do well on podiuming, not winning. And that's good enough for them to be contenders. Yeah. I think they are a team that is consistent enough to uh, still make a push. So, I mean, I don't really have much to say about either of these. Uh, yeah, I mean, besides the enjoyment that the Green Ducks did really well, which is a good start to their hosting, although can't get complacent, of course, the Oceanics won their fucking friendly round, and we know how that turned out. But I'm optimistic, and I certainly enjoyed finally getting a chance to see my teams again. So, yeah, Wednesday can't come soon enough. Yeah, and I will say on top of that, Crazy Cat's Eyes won their friendly round. And they, they they did have one of their best finishes, so the friendly round doesn't mean loads, but it is still good momentum. I think it's all about just getting yeah. back into the competitive spirit. Um, exactly. You know, kind of getting loose and, you know, kind of figuring it all out. Uh, especially yeah, it's like a warm-up. Uh, with them having Yeller in. Yeller yeah. had great showing, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, sh- shout out Yeller for winning your first ever individual event. Yeah. I know it's only a friendly round, but... That was a very good race, especially against Mallard, who we know is damn good in the triathlon. Yeah, 100%. So, Hector, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I, I posted on Twitter that we have a new drop, and I think it's my oh, favorite yeah. drop of all time. I did notice this, actually. This is a good one, yeah. Greg Woods has been listening to the podcast, for sure. He has to have been listening to us. I mean, if he has a bit, I'm going to be surprised about this, but uh, here's our new drop. Math is not your friend. Thank you, Greg. You're the best. Boom. Thank you, Greg Woods. Uh, So, Hector, why don't we get into the one mailbag that we have, and we will go into predictions, or hashtag for that, fantasy update, which, you know, no events have happened, but a lot of shit has happened in our fantasy world. Oh, yeah, we've got a bit to talk about there. And um, let's jump things in. Yeah, let's just go to the mailbag and uh, read off this one and react to it. Yeah, start queuing the soundboard. It's time. We got a couple repeat mailbaggers. It's time to open the Let It Roll mailbag. Take a look at this. Jesus Christ. That right there is the mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? All right, so our one mailbag for today is from EduGJ. And EduGJ has titled this Pensive in Indigo. I felt so bad for the Indigo stars. They had consistency just to miss out on a tiebreaker and a very tiny margin on the hurdles. Once again, they show some potential, but just like the Shining Swarm until 2021, they pay a big price for not being flashy or standing out on the public opinion, since that, for some reason, the Marble League environment will choose the bad over over the straight average. I mean, I'm not really the biggest fan of that take. Like, there's been all the Indigo salt about how they only DNQ'd on the, on the tiebreaker, but, like, Jungle Jumpers didn't qualify because of a tiebreaker. They had an actual excuse for being angry about that because the constellation points would probably have been less than what they would have got in the actual event. Indigo stars have no such excuse. And like flashy plays, like winning medals counts for a lot. It's understood that that's a thing. Like if you're not going to win medals, then you're not going to qualify. Simple as that. I think we mentioned it a little bit last week. Uh, they got screwed over just by what group they were in, but do better in the yeah, draw. Like if, yeah, if you're going to be mad about something, be mad about that. Don't be mad about the fact that they lost on a tiebreaker. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. That's what Vin Diesel exactly. taught me. 
fucking yeah. back in 2001, 2000, whenever the hell Fast and Furious came out. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe don't be in the last, you know, six, seven spot and you know, do a little bit better in what you can control. Um, yeah, exactly. Turn that consistency you were talking about into consistency on the podium and then you'll be doing well. I mean, it doesn't even have to be podium. Be fifth, be fucking fourth. I don't know. Win yeah. one. Um, exactly, yeah. It's a shame that they're not in it because, like, I did send out that thing on Reddit where it was, like, actual scoring system and it's, like, without groups. Yeah. And it's, like, they should have made it, but at the same time, you know, you were in group B because you didn't win. Yeah. And it's, like, exactly. if you end up in group A, you automatically make the, uh, the qualifiers if you have the same exact scores that you have. So it's like, yeah. you got to try in every facet of Marble League. Um, exactly. You can't Even be, the draw, you can't neglect the draw. Yeah, you can't be salty about something that happens, you know, later down the road because you literally had a tie with another team. Um, yeah. But that's our mailbag. And, uh, yeah, that's our one mailbag. Thank you for sending it in, even if we didn't agree with it. And yeah, keep them coming. I do want to announce quickly that we are going to be doing mailbags only in one of our episodes. I'm sure Tim will talk a bit more about our schedule for this Marble League later since there are going to be a lot of events coming out in very quick succession and we can't quite keep up. Yeah, I think we're going to figure it out as it goes and um, if your mailbag's not good, we might have to cut it from the episode because uh, as... We're going to be short on time and given the number of mailbags we got a lot last time, it's great that we get so much mail from you guys but at the same time, we need to finish these episodes in a timely manner. So, So, yeah, make it good and it'll get read. Long story short, send in bangers or we're not reading them. Um, also with that RIP to Indigo Stars you want to have a moment of silence real quick Hector oh yeah moment of silence for the stars alright that'll do yeah I feel real bad for Montoya though um, oh yeah but now I'm on my fantasy team so I'm pretty stoked about that uh, so yeah we are uh, let's cover fantasy real quick fantasy is reality in the world we asked you guys to have uh, 100 people sign up. We had, I think, 75 during Marbula 1. Yeah, yeah, it was in the 70s during Marbula 1. We wanted you guys to get us up to 100 entries. Yeah, we were really <coughs> looking forward to having 100 entries. And I am proud to announce that we have currently, as of Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have 153 entries into Hell our yeah. fantasy league. Now, this is going to be a lot of work for Sky, but <laughs> oh yeah, we're uh, not even done yet. I'm going to put a challenge out there. We have until Wednesday for people to sign up before the first event to 200. Let's make Sky's life a living hell. Yeah, make Sky's life a living hell. Get us 200 entries to our fantasy league. This guy you can do this, guys. This guy has been Mister Vacation for the past three months, and uh, yeah. let's, let's make yeah. a Mister Hard Worker. Going into uh, Marble League. Um, Let's give the commissioner a job to do. And I will say thank you very much to everybody. That's fucking awesome that this many people have signed up already. Yeah, we we had 150. It's like, uh, oh, if we hit 100, we'll push people to get 150 on there. No, you've done that anyway. Thank you so much. We are in awe. Absolutely absurd. You guys are the best. So let's go into our predictions. Uh, We're going to do the same thing that we did for Marble 1. Where yeah, we're going to have a hashtag every week on Twitter, and you reply to us or just post that hashtag and submit who is going to win. With that, you will get whatever points that team scores during the event 
and that will go towards your total for predictions. So it's not going to be something where you have to guess the winner. If you get second place, you're still getting 20 points. Uh, if you get 16th place, I mean, you're screwed. You should probably just bail out. But who knows what's going on with this Barber League? You know, anything can change every week, uh, every event, you know, three times a week now. And um, if you want to join our predictions, you're going to have to, if you want to win, then you're going to have to guess every event. So, Hector, we are recording on Wednesday. Um, and what hashtag have you come up with for our first events predictions? Open your third eye and predict the future. Wait, oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, so, for the first edition of Marble League 2022 predictions with the Postman, the hashtag you need to be using to enter is hashtag rubber ducky disco. Rubber Ducky Disco, for anybody who doesn't speak Hector's type of English. If anyone can't understand my accent, then I just feel sorry for you. Rubber Ducky Disco. (laughs) (laughs) And that accent is why I always make these episodes. So that is hashtag R-U-B-B-Y-D-U-C-K-Y. Turb, you've got got it wrong already. Jesus. (laughs) It's not R-U-B-B-Y. Let, no, no, I'll do it. I know I gave you loads of hate last season for spelling it out every time, but since you insist on doing it, let me do it, okay? Because right. I can actually read. All right, you got this. I'm probably going to spell it two more times wrong, so we'll see how it happens. <laughs> yes. So, the actual spelling, so term won't yell at me too much, is hashtag R-U-B-B-E-R-D-U-C-K-Y-D-I-S-C-O. Rubber Ducky Disco. Nailed it. That is hashtag yeah, R U. B-V-E-R-D-U-C-K-Y-D-I-S-C-O. That's for all the Americans out there. Hashtag Rubber Ducky Disco. Make your predictions through that. And we are also doing another thing. So we get a lot of mailbags. And we, we can't cover them all this season just because of time restraints. But I think we're going to introduce a new segment that is going to be basically we want your overreactions. We want everybody to just throw at us what their heart feels the moment after watching any event in Marble League. So we're gonna throw out another hashtag, and it's going to be hashtag BGBT. I know it's only event one, but and then you overreact. And then you your prediction. You overreact, yeah, overreact to, to whatever, whatever the hell your team did. If you th- if your team wins, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're winning the ML Championship. If your team loses, <laughs> why isn't this team in the showdown? Why hasn't these marbles been melted down and turned into a bong so Decker can enjoy them? All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, now, I'm now kind of sad that we're not going to hear you saying that as one of these segments. Listen, I'm going to be overreacting for sure. This is what we're do- <laughs> This is why we're doing this segment. So, oh yeah. And also, I'm going to run the segment. So, it, make them good ones. Oh yeah. I'm going to make pick from the you, best ones. Yeah. But regular listeners know how much term loves overreacting to stuff. So, this is going to be good. So, the first hashtag is BGBT. I know it's only event one, but and it's the number one. So it's yeah. We'll put it yeah. out on Twitter as well. Yeah, we'll put it out on Twitter as well. So read it there to make sure you're spelling it right. Same with the predictions lo- uh, hashtag every time. 
And yeah, speaking of predictions, how about we finally get in our ones? Because we're not going to be recording again before event one. So without further ado, predictions with the postman. Hit the drop. Oh, yes, wait, man, Mr. Postman. <laughs> Thank you very much, Term. So, yeah, since Nonagon's not here, I am going to be running the prediction segments for the foreseeable future, probably the entirety of the Marble League. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be that. No, I'm just going to make it tonight, man. Don't get out of yourself. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll see, but we're still discussing that. Anyway. So, event one is going to be climbing, and let's just start with the people who aren't here, so Term and I can give ours later. So, first things first, Nonagon has predicted that Balls of Chaos are going to be the winners in climbing. Yep. Ah, uh, the Bang Bros? Is that is that Clutter and Tubal again? I'd assume it's whatever combo they had in the qualifiers, because they did well there. Don't know who they are in the qualifiers. Nor do I. I don't have memory that far back. I'm hoping it's the bag, bro, so. Because <laughs> one bro bangs into the other, other one goes up high. It's a good move. Uh, I like where Nogout's head's at. Um, yeah. So I'm going a, I'm to a throw out Deckers there, actually. No, Skies, I have his. Um, yeah, give us Skies. Skies said, uh, block the badass. Prim and Mary are going to absolutely murder it in the block pushing. How could they not? Mary's back. And Ooh. I was actually really expecting that from Decker, but yeah, he sent it a different one. Actually, yeah. Oh, hey, Decker. Hey. hey, you made it. Decker, what the hell? I thought you were hungover. Oh, hey there, pals. Uh, you know, I you know I couldn't uh, be here good, tonight because uh, you know I was I, I downed about seven hundred Pinky Winky IPAs last night. You know, I was at my buddy's bachelor <laughs> party, and uh, you Damn. know it was a good time. We were up in Saskatoon. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, no wonder you got to hang over after that. Yeah, you know the kids are crying, and I'm just going not <laughs> not dealing with that today. But mm. because of all the drinks that I had and all the fun that I had last night at my pal's bachelor party, give me the pinkies. I felt great oh. about them last night, Whoa. and I'm surely going to regret this decision on Wednesday, just like <laughs> I regretted those IPAs tonight. Yeah, blimey. Yeah, got to admit, that's a very bold prediction, considering the Pinkies came 11th of 12 in their qualifying group for climbing, but you do you, Decker. Decker, I don't know what the hell you're doing here. You must still be drunk and not hungover. But, yeah. uh, I mean, good luck. Uh, I've been rooting for the Pinkies for about three of the past four seasons now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good luck with that, but that is a wild move. Hey, pal, you'll see. You'll see. You don't even know. All right, Decker. Get the hell out of here. Go get some sleep or take care of your kids or something. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Decker, for popping in. Thank Go you, Decker. Drunkard. Yeah. And now, Term. Let's go to you next. Who is your prediction for the winner of the climbing event? Oh, you know, this team's great at everything. Give me the Savage Speeders. Wink, wink. Yeah, we're back to that. <laughs> um, of course. For real, though, as long as Rango doesn't mess this up, as long as Rango puts in hashtag tan, man, and we are watching hashtag Dan Clem try and figure it out. Uh, give me the O-Rangers. I, it, it, oh. I am going to preface this with just, if it's not Tan Man, can't fucking blame me. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, it I'll should keep be Tan Man. It should be Tan Man, right? Yeah. yeah, I will keep that in mind. I doubt anybody else will. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I try my best. Yeah, so that just leaves me. And... Seeing as Sky was talking about teams that killed it in qualifiers, 
I'm surprised he didn't go with his team for his pick because Team Team Galactic won Group B for climbing and they're my pick to win it all in the main league. You got to keep in mind that this is the team that came up with Newton's Cradle. Exactly. Like, and they got a silver when they did that. Yeah, they got like some like insider type things with it. I'm not saying that they're yeah. cheating or anything like that, but like yeah, they, they fucking they just know what they're doing. this thing. Yeah, they know what they're doing with this event. So yeah, that's my pick. I really like that pick. Um, I'm, I'm glad you did, you know, just stand the home team. Um, I, I, hey, Gre- green Ducks might have had a very strong thing, but we know what happens when I pick the Green Ducks. It never works out, so I am just not picking them at all. Good move. Also, get afraid for that poster. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, with that, we have our predictions, cover mailbags, cover fantasy, cover reactions. All we got to do is cover the banner actor. Yeah, so the banner. We have... Event uh, 1 is going to be on Wednesday. We will be recording on Wednesday. Decker said he'll be here. Not sure about everybody else. I know Hector will be here as well. He's a champion. Yep. He's a good postman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I try. But JMR is throwing us a curveball. We're getting three events a week. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be amazing, but a bit of a nightmare to record, honestly. If, there, if they keep it up. If there is a, a substantial break in between Marvel League and the next thing, I'm blaming it on three events a week. Because instead of <laughs> getting two months plus showdown, we're getting three events a week. This is probably going to be, what, like five weeks? Six weeks? Something like that, yeah. So, But on the bright side, that does mean it, it will be done entirely in 2022. Yeah. Unlike some people are speculating. Yeah, but I mean, like, who gives a shit at that point? Uh, but... We are going to be covering two events on Sunday. So Sunday's going to be a longer episode. Uh, the second event is going to be balancing. Third event is going to be five meter hurdles. So this is just... Yeah. Um, yeah. First three events of the qualifiers and the friendly round, except in the main league. However, can confirm it will be starting to change things up after that. And as someone who's seen the full event list on the Patreon, spoiler alert, the finale is going to be explosive. Dude, yeah. If you're not subscribed to the JMR Patreon... Um, this past post that they put out, it has all the events in it, and it is worth it just for it that. It is so worth Pay it just $2 to see that. Just to see what it is, but I'm sure they'll put it out on Twitter soon. And, yeah. uh, Knowing us be after us recording this, but before term uploads the episode. Exactly. I, I will say, one event's coming back, and it has not been in Marble League at all. That's fucking bowling, man. We're getting the MMX bowling. Yeah. I gotta throw that we one out there. We were advocating for that to come into Marble League the moment it happened in MMX. Yep. And I am so happy to see that it's in. The only thing that they need to change is the scoring system. You can't be hitting down pins and getting negative points. Yeah, but then again, that was extreme bowling, and this is normal bowling, so I assume they'll be changing it. I've bowled both ways. Normal bowling's better. Just gotta put that out there. But, uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Sorry, it's been a short episode. Sorry, we're short cast. Uh, you yeah, know, but that's what happens. It's got to happen. Uh, hopefully we have, you know, more than just being actors, just bullshit around because, yeah, we need the transfer music people. Uh, yeah. We need uh, the good specs. Yeah, we, we need the... We need the dad of the year. Uh, well, I was going to say bullshit like enthusiasts, but <laughs> dad of the year, Canadian, number one Canadian of all time. Yeah, we need them all back. And... Decker has confirmed he will be here on Wednesday and on Sunday and on Hell Wednesday yeah. and on Sunday and on Hell Wednesday. Why? Yeah. And on Sunday. What? What? <laughs> and what? We are so excited for this league to start. 
Oh, yeah. It's been a long time coming. But until Wednesday, we're going to let it roll. Let it roll. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Y'all know who it is. Pinky Promise on the track. Yo, y'all see those last couple of races, right? And we weren't in last place all because of me. Because I am OG. Pinky Promise came and saved the team. And we weren't in last place all because of me. R.I.P. to midnight was just go and sell your team. And we weren't in last place all because of me. Because I am OG. Pinky Promise came and saved the team. And we weren't in last place all because of me. R.I.P. to midnight was just go and sell your team. The old man's got new moves. Emperor like new grooves. Team building impossible, impossible. I did, dude. Bullseye in disgrace. Team ain't finishing last place. Thoughts and prayers to Wispy. Last time you go race. I believe all along. Ted Lasso with Marbles. Y'all heard me last song. Put me in, coach. I was wrong. Well, well, maybe for the qualifiers, but, you know, that's another story that we'll get to next season. And we weren't in last place all because of me. Because I am OG. Pinky Promise came and saved the team. And we weren't in last place all because of me. R.I.P. to Midnight Wish, just go and sell your team. Can I get a moment of silence? R.I.P. to Midnight Wish. Thank you. And we weren't in last place all because of me. Because I am OG. Pinky Promise came and saved the team. And we weren't in last place all because of me. R.I.P. to Midnight Wish, just go and sell your team. And we weren't in last place all because of me. Because I am OG. Pinky Promise came and saved the team. And we weren't in last place all because of me. R.I.P. to Midnight Wish, just go and sell your team. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 